Hello, and welcome to Take Two of Holy Crap at Sports, episode 590, as once again, the cord from the microphone into the computer decided not to completely connect, in which case, I have just about threatened it. But anyway, it does it like every other one. It just does it to piss me off. But anyway, hello, I'm Pete Davis, and it's a lovely Saturday morning around 7.40 a.m., and it is July 22nd, 2023, and so we are just going to get very, very happy to finish the rest of this. Because uh, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm so mad at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Oh, I know, because this computer keeps doing that to me. But anyway, all right, let's get to the show, shall we? As always, you can get a great t-shirt at farmhouseprintingco.com. Uh, any printing stuff you need, they'll do it for you right here in Sonoya, Georgia. Also, if you'd like to help out the show, if you love the show, uh, Venmo or uh, Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Pete Davis One, and you can write me at Pete Davis One at yahoo.com. And also, The Kimmer Show, uh, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Extra 106.3. And basically, go get the app, extra1063.com. Tap that app. It's the best way to listen to it. We appreciate all you listeners. All right, Braves began a road trip in Milwaukee with a win. Uh, SEC Media Days comes to an end, but it had some fun times in it. We got a college football team in trouble for a rap video. Let me put this to the side here just a second. Uh, uh, okay, it's down. Uh, yeah, the rap video is pretty explicit, and I'm going to actually read it to you. I'm not going to rap it. I cannot rap, but I will read it to you and let you be the judge on whether um, the whole rap culture is just get, has become so disgusting especially when it comes to women. You got to wonder, where are the women's groups, man? You bitch and moan about every single thing in society, but you got something right there in front of you that treats women like cattle, and you completely ignore it. I wonder why. Anyway, uh, the British Open inundated with players from the state of Georgia. Uh, Pete's tweets, this day in sports history, a great story about uh, Hall of Famer Rube Waddell. And uh, other good stuff coming up. Uh, British Open, like I already said. All right, Braves. Let's start off with the Braves. They spotted the Brewers a 2-0 lead right off the bat Friday night in the bottom of the first, but roared back to take the game one of the three-game set in Milwaukee 6-4. Michael Soroka was shaky at the start, but settled two doubles to start off the game. But settled down, the Bravos pounded former nemesis Freddie Peralta, who gave up this blast to his former teammate, Orlando Arcia, get it for you here. Alrighty, maybe, maybe one of these days, it'll do what it wants to do. It's there we go. Long look in by Peralta, lead at first by Murphy. He's off to the races. Pitch on the way, clobbered to deep left field. Back to the wall, Yelich. He just dropped a hammer on that thing. Two-run home run by Arcia. And the former Brewer makes him pay here in the top of the second as the Braves take the lead. Three to- and yeah, sorry, cut off Ben Ingram there, a 6'8", the fan. Braves took the lead and never looked back, even though it got kind of weird at the end there. Uh, let's see, did I mention I was Ben Ingram on 6'8", the fan? I think I did. Soroka improves to 2-1. and one. His line was six innings pitched, six hits, four runs all earned, uh, let's see, two strikeouts, four walks, and one home run given up. I don't think we're going to get the real Michael Soroka to next year, tell you the truth, because he's really, and Peter Moylan pointed this out, he's very inconsistent, but he seems to be getting better. So I think uh, with a full spring training next year under his belt and being hit the ground running from the beginning, I think he's really going to be uh special next year this year we'll see if he gets just keeps getting better Austin Riley went deep again with an opposite field blast his fifth homer in the last five, four games not five four Ben Heller Joe Jimenez pitched well in relief each an inning and it looked like Kirby Yates would have an easy ninth for the save but after two quick outs and an 0-2 count on the third guy he walked the next two batters before striking out the last guy on a backdoor slider it was like a 12 pitch 11-12 pitch at bat. The guy kept fouling it off and fouling it off. And finally, he threw the kitchen sink at him. The last thing he had, I think he's thrown that pitch nine times this season, uh, allegedly. As always, though, and I posted this on Facebook and Twitter today, watching a Brewers home game on TV is quite enjoyable because of the rather buxom lass who sits behind home plate at almost every game. And it warms the cockles of my heart to see young people like her still keeping score these days. 
she keeps score. And she's almost the perfect woman. She loves baseball. She keeps score. And, well, there's other attributes. Anyway, you can check out uh, my Facebook or Twitter account if you want to see more. Uh, Max Fried had a second rehab start for Gwinnett. More on that coming up in Pete's tweets. All right, what are we drinking today? I bit my inside of my tongue on my left side yesterday. And you know how that hurts because it hurts to talk the rest of the day. That way, I went outside this morning. I was up early, about 4 a.m. I went to bed early. And I walked outside when the sun was coming up, and the bats were out. Usually, you see bats at night. The bats were out in the morning. And uh, I was cool watching bats go after the insects. And then there's this monstrous spider web right off my porch. And I took a photo of that. I'm going to put the spider up probably tomorrow and ask somebody what what it is. The back of the spider looks like a face. Uh, with very bushy eyebrows looking at you, but it was it's a monster spider, and it takes up the whole front porch, and it's just a, I don't know why I'm telling you this, wait a second, oh, we're going to talk about what are we drinking today, uh, uh, what are we drinking today, how about, uh, I saw something interesting, it's some kind of, of berry vodka or something like that, called a berry blast, yeah, just do, let's do one of those, kind of like it's Fat Tuesdays, remember Fat Tuesdays, boy, I failed a lot of classes at Georgia State because of that bar over there by Underground. Anyway, uh, so it's a berry vodka we're drinking today for some reason. Don't ask me why. SEC, SEC Media Days, the event in Nashville. Everybody just loved it up there, they say. It looks like it's finally over. Uh, Key moments included Lane Kiffin calling NIL a disaster and legalized cheating. Hugh Freeze seemingly in control of the Auburn mob. Jimbo Fisher looking ill at ease, explaining his offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino's role about uh, calling plays. Nick Saban enjoying a vacation in Italy, not at Lake Burton. And Kirby Smart assuming the role of top dog in the conference and country and other fun times. Uh, The annual media poll is out. Georgia the clear favorite to win the SEC once again. Uh, Let's see, they released the poll yesterday. Uh, The Bulldogs coming off back-to-back national titles received 62% of all first-place votes at 181. Alabama got 62, LSU 31, the only other teams to get double-digit first-place votes. Bama also picked ahead of LSU to win the West, despite the Tigers winning the division and beating Alabama last year. In the 31-year history of this poll, only nine times have these idiots gotten it right. (laughs) (laughs) And predicted the champion. But they're the experts. Anyway, uh, 11 Tigers were named to the preseason All-SEC team, including first-team picks quarterback Jaden Daniels, uh, receiver Malik Neighbors, offensive tackle Will Campbell, linebacker Harold Perkins Jr., and defensive lineman Mecky Wingo, and Mason Smith, M-A-A-S-O-N. Mason? I don't know. Uh, the Crimson Tide at 16 players make the All-SEC team. Six first-team selections. Offensive guard J.C. Latham. Uh, outside linebacker Dallas Turner. Kicker Will Reichard. Long snapper Needland Hibbett. Needland. K-N-E-E. That's pretty funny. And Kool-Aid McKinstry. My favorite name so far this year. Kool-Aid. Literally, his name's Kool-Aid McKinstry. Selected at both cornerback and return specialist. He does spell it K-O-O-L hyphen A-I-D. Georgia had the most first-team selections of anyone. Receiver Ladd McConkey, tight end Brock Bowers, best tight end in the country. Center Cedric Van Pran of the Athens Van Prans. Offensive lineman Amarius Mims and Tate Ratledge. Defensive lineman Michael Williams, or Mikel, and Nazir Stackhouse. Linebacker Hamon, or Jamin Dumas-Johnson. And defensive backs Malachi, or Malachi, come on, guys, what happened to Joe and Steve? Malachi Starks, Kamari Lassiter, and Javon Bullard. Uh, let's see. Last Tuesday, uh, UGA coach Smart said, everyone talks about how do you top an undefeated season. The threat to us is complacency. They open up uh, back-to-back home games against UT Martin September 2nd and Ball State September 9th. It should be a crime. Uh, they've yet to name a starting quarterback. Says junior Carson Beck, according to Smart, is the front-runner to replace Stetson Bennett. But he hasn't done enough to say he's the starter. Redshirt sophomore Brock Vandegriff and redshirt freshman Gunnar Stockton are also in competition. I got to tell you, uh, those are three of the best college quarterback names I've heard in a long time. They sound like college quarterbacks. Carson Beck, Brock Vandegriff, and Gunnar Stockton. 
coming up in another episode of The Fall Guys, starring Lee Majors. And who was it? Was it Heather Thomas or Heather Locklear? Which Heather was in? I can't tell them apart. Uh, Florida A&M has suspended all football-related activities, which is kind of stupid because the season starts in a few weeks. Uh, after the release of an unauthorized rap video filmed in the team locker room that contained explicit lyrics. Now, haven't we been through this before with several teams? Uh, weren't the Hurricanes involved in this a long, long, long time ago? With uh, what's-his-face? Gosh, I can't remember the rapper's name. Uh, but anyway, It's probably got the word Lil in front of it. But anyway, there's been a lot of teams uh, that have had a little trouble with the, the rap lyrics and stuff like that. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's an art form. Uh, Coach Willie Simmons uh, Friday night said, uh, we're going to suspend stuff hours after the release of the song, and I use that term loosely, send a blitz from, as, as they put it here on ESPN, noted rapper, real Boston Richie. Not just a rapper, a noted rapper. What, what do you have to do in life to become noted? Am I noted for anything? Are you noted for anything? If we did something to get in, uh, if I did something to get in the news on ESPN, would they call me a noted talk show co-host or producer? Would would they podcast noted podcast host? What do you do to get noted these days? Anyway, uh, let's see. The coach says I support free speech and musical expression, but the language in the video is not consistent with Florida A and M's core values, principles, and beliefs. Uh, A&M has started an investigation to how the football locker room was accessed for filming of the video. Well, I think they just opened the door and let them in. And the use of licensed A&M apparel that violates agreements. The video posted on YouTube, I guess you can watch it now, shows Richie in the locker room. And by the way, I never heard of the guy. He's never heard of me. Uh, he's in the locker room wearing their shirt and team helmets. Several players appear in the background of the video. Now, they knew damn well they shouldn't. they couldn't couldn't do this and they probably snuck in there to do it but what the heck uh real boston richie whose real name is that's not his real name i am shocked and appalled frankly someone called real boston richie these days after i just read you those football names that makes total sense uh his real name is jalen foster how boring is from tallahassee of course that's where a&m's campus is uh, by the way they got a great marching band and a great logo but anyway, he performed before the Rattlers' homecoming game last season. Uh, Simmons says, It's a privilege to wear the orange and green, and as a football program, our young men have failed to live up to the standards set before us. They will all learn from this mishap. I love that. Mishap. And we will continue to work hard every day to become the best version of ourselves and continue to make Rattler Nation proud. Simmons has led A&M since 2018. They are set to open the season September 3rd against Jackson State, which no longer has uh, Deion Sanders. He's recuperating from another foot uh, surgery because of blood clots. And uh, I don't think they've amputated it yet. Hopefully they won't have to. That Gosh, that's got to suck. Uh, by the way, someone posted a, a uh, photo of the famous Braves locker room scene when they won the, the pennant in 92 or whatever. And everyone had been accusing Tim McCarver and CBS of hating on the Braves, which they did. They, they did not want the Braves in there. Uh, they loved their Dodgers and Mets and Yankees and Cubs and Phillies and Red Sox. Where, what are these Braves doing here? But anyway, so the Braves won it again in 92, the NL pennant. And uh, everyone, all the Braves fans, uh, rightfully so, were complaining because Tim McCarver, he's no longer with us. You shouldn't speak ill of the dead. But he was a fucking idiot. Anyway, and a horrible broadcaster horrible broadcaster but anyway so he was basically uh shitting on the braves the entire series and so Dion, afterwards i'm in the locker room i'm five feet away and i see him grab the bucket of water and i'm going oh please oh please oh please and he did it he went up there and he threw the water on mccarver and mccarver you're a real man Dion, a real man and I thought it was the funniest damn thing I had ever seen. Now, if he'd have done that to a real broadcaster, I would, probably would have been upset. Oh, come on. Don't do that, Dion. But the fact it was McCarver, oh, oh it, it, it only would have been better if it was Vin Scully, in my, my view. But anyway, because he was another Atlanta hater. But anyway, we shouldn't talk bad about him. God rest their souls. All right. Okay. Um. I read the lyrics to this song that's gotten everybody in trouble. Uh, 
Oh, the uh, reason I was mentioning that photo is the photo I'm sitting there looking at going, damn it, if I happened to be just like three feet to the left, I would have been in that photo. I was like seriously five feet away. Anyway, anyway, so here's the lyrics. I don't see why the school would have a problem with this. Let me read some to you, and I will clean this up. I know I just cussed like a sailor one minute ago, but I am not going to say some of the words that are in this song because they're beneath me. All right? Not the words are beneath me, but the fact they're in this song is beneath me. All right, I'm gonna, not going to do you the whole song, but it's, a, it's amazing. This is what the players thought was appropriate, and this is what uh, young people at this age think is appropriate to say about women these days. Ayo, Clipsy, this blank heart is hell. Man, this blank on the floor. Uh, wake up, go and send a blitz blanket. I don't like little homes. Every day got a brand new bitch, N-word. I'm tired of going home. Toad that hoe. Don't speak on blank, bitch. You in the quiet zone. Telling the woman to shut up and sit to the hoe. He called her a hoe. His girlfriend to shut up and sit down. Quick to swipe a bitch up out my mix. My windshield wiper's on. So if you don't shut up, woman, he's going to just not talk about you anymore in his songs. Bitch say she gonna pay me to blank that blank. She don't turn me on. Talking to the blank, that freaky blank like I'm on the microphone. I was out here paving away when dog was out here swiping phones. You can't come to Ridge Road or South City. That's where them snipers roam. And that's on, my son. I was out there thugging. Uh, oh, that's lovely. With whitey tidies on. <laughs> uh, love to blank a nat-nat. I don't know what that is. But on my son, N-word, I can't wife a shown. I have no idea what that means. Uh, English is such a an elastic language, is it not? Only thing they ask in Boston, talking about himself in the third person, will your N-words take life? Get that bag involved, blank, N-word, you damn right. All this cash on me, tell me why the blank I'm a stop at lights. Bitch, I'm a blank you good, but you know I ain't gonna do you right. <laughs> that not, does not, not sum up rap culture. Let me repeat that one. Bitch, I'm a blank you good, but you know I ain't gonna do you right. Uh, catch an op lacking, that's on my mama. We shoot blank on sight. We was trapping bubs with N-words, ain't have no bubs. That's why we pipe. You either flying peas or you blanking, that's how you get your flight. Bitch, I like big old ass and blankies. I ain't got no type. Sounds like you do. Uh, effed up when they let us get them switches. I ain't finna fight. Furt, F-R-R-T, furt. Hit that uh, switchy like one more time. Might knock down 40 guys. Real bitch no Boston. Really the blank like a porta pot You know that I blank every bitch I get. Blank I love them thoughts. That's uh, thoughts is like a the big girl with the big ass, I, I think. Why the blank? These N-words trying to steal my blank. I got them trillers hot. Heard an op just died on IG Live. Blank. I don't know what that's about. Inward saying he got some smoke, blanket, inward, let's shoot it out. Inward's throwing up Z's in the middle of the road, say, what them zooties bout? We ain't banging sex money murder, but inward, we at the shooter spot. These little inwards ain't on gang. These little inwards, they goobered out. Black truck the bitch, sliding through, inward, we ubered out. If that blank smelling just like flowers, I'll blank her out. Ever bring up Boston when it comes to hoes? And by the way, the first time it spelled it H-O-S. This time it's H-O-E-S. Uh, Boston flew her out. Catch a bag. Run it up for a rainy day. Blank, I need Woody out. Catch me eating some oxtails. You know I'm at my cougar spot. Catch me in the trenches on my side. I got my toolie out. I don't think I should have read that other line. Now that I'm... That oxtail thing, I think I figured out what that means. Uh-oh, sorry about that. Blanked her from the back way too much. I got her booty wide. Yeah, it's a closed casket. At his funeral, he had his noodle out. Every time we make a brand new hundred, we get a brand new spot. Every time I pop out in the trenches, I got a brand new knot. Hit the hood before we slide them blitzes. Inward, we pass them out. Wake up, go and send a blitz. Blanket, I don't like little homes. Every day, got a brand new bitch, N-word. I'm tired of going home. 
Told that hoe, don't speak on blank, bitch. You in my quiet zone. Quick to swipe a bitch out up out my mix. My windshield wipers on. Not exactly, I don't Cole Porter, Stephen Foster, uh, Randy Newman, is it? No. It's not even really Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Uh, there were a few lines in there that actually made me laugh. So uh, some of them, I, I'm telling you, a third of it, I have no clue. He's using English words, I think, and I don't know what he's talking about. But I'm sure there's some words I use that he's never, like the ones that are over like three syllables, that he's never heard either. So anyway. All right. But hey, once again, a rap song treating women like garbage, like property to be called names and be mistreated, while also throwing the N-word around like rice at a wedding. Once again, like in the young women having to put up with men swinging their dicks around in the girls' locker rooms, where are the women's organizations like now, the National Organization for Women? Where are they to speak up against a whole genre of popular music and culture that treats women like pigs? Pigs to be abused. But don't point this out, because you don't want to be called a racist. Meanwhile, Jaguars defensive back Chris Claybrooks arrested and charged with domestic battery and false imprisonment yesterday, his second arrest in four months on a domestic assault charge. Booked into the Duval County Jail, will have his first court appearance on Monday. I wonder if they'll cut him. Ah, uh, let's see. How, I, I wonder where he got the idea to treat women like that. Huh. Uh, Women's World Cup soccer, the spoiled, entitled brats of America, shut out the vivacious vixens of Vietnam 3-0. It was a grudge match, 50 years in the making. Uh, Lionel Messi's debut with Inter Miami, a successful one, came off the bench to score the winning goal, a 2-1 victory over Cruz Azul, a blue cruise, with one of his patented free kicks. It was pretty good. But the prima donna refuses to play on artificial turf. And there's some speculation that MLS will pressure Atlanta United to put in a grass field just for Messi when Miami comes to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Now, everyone in Atlanta, including AU, would like to see Messi play here. Think of the revenue. But if they do this and they replace their turf for just one player, an opposing player at that, then the league becomes a farce. It's my opinion. Uh, He signed the contract. Get your ass out there and play soccer. And so far, the British Open, I'm sorry, the Open, has had a glorious weather event over in Liverpool. The jo- And I hate that. I want bad weather at the Open. But anyway, the Georgia boys are destroying it. Uh, first, Cristo Lamprecht of Georgia Tech got off to that great start, led after the first round. Uh, he fell back a bit. He's uh, plus one starting round three, which they're doing right now. Uh, Georgia player Brian Harmon of Savannah. Uh, Buck Ballou told me he's, he's from Savannah. We were sitting there watching it the other day. No, it was yesterday we were watching that. Uh, let's see. Has a five-shot lead going into moving day at 10 under. Five ahead of Englishman Tommy Fleetwood. And another Bulldog player, Sepp Straka of Austria, is four under. So two of the Bulldogs are just kicking ass. All right. I'll take a sip of whatever that berry vodka before we get to the uh, date and history. I may save that rap lyrics thing for the camera show Monday. We may do that again. On this day, July 22nd, 1963, in their second clash, Sonny Liston once again KO'd Floyd Patterson in round one at the Las Vegas Convention Center to retain the world heavyweight boxing title. 1984, British Open, St. Andrews. Seve Ballesteros of Spain won the second of three Opens, two shots over Bernhard Langer and Tom Watson. 1990 Open, also at St. Andrews. Englishman Nick Faldo won the second of his third Opens. Five strokes over runners-up Mark McNulty and Payne Stewart. 1994, former NFL running back and broadcaster and actor O.J. Simpson pleads, quote, absolutely 100% not guilty, end quote, of murder. 2001 Open. Royal Lytham and St. Anne's. Lytham? I don't know. David Duval won his only major title by three shots from Nicholas Fast of Sweden. F-A-S-T-H. Fast. 2007 Open. Carnoustie. 
Irishman Patrick Harrington beat Sergio Garcia of Spain by one in a four-hole aggregate playoff. His first major championship, the first Irishman to win the Open in 60 years. 2012 Open, once again at Royal Whatever in St. Anne's. South African Ernie Els, his second claret jug. One stroke ahead of runner-up Adam Scott of Australia. Now, I understand there's like three claret jugs. There's one the player gets to keep and tote around and drink from. There's one that stays at the, or tours around, but it also stays at the whatever course it's at or whatever. And a third one that stays in a rotation that they kind of keep as a spare, something like that. That's what I, I heard. What else we got? 2018, the Open Carnoustie, Francisco Molinari held off a pack of players, including uh, favorites Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose, to win by two. The first Italian to win a major title. All right, birthdays on July, what's today, 22nd? Yeah. <clears throat> 1893, J. Jesse Haynes. Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher, won a World Series in 1926, 31 and 34. Pitch a no-hitter for the Cardinals. Born in Clayton, Ohio, he died in 1978. Sonny Liston, we just mentioned him. He born in 1930, uh, world heavyweight champion from 1962 to 64. Born in Johnson Township, Arkansas. I think, wasn't he the one that Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay beat? And they said it was kind of fake or whatever in one of those. Anyway, uh, 1932, Bob Reed, College Football Hall of Fame coach, NCAA Division III championship in 1983, 84, 85, and 86 for the Augustana Vikings. Born in Monticello, Iowa, died in 2020. 1944, Sparky Lyle, one of my favorite. In fact, when I was a kid, I wanted people to call me Sparky, but nobody would. Uh, All-star in the 70s, won the World Series in 77 and 78 with the Yankees. American Exciting Award winner in 77, born in Dubois, Pennsylvania. 1957, Dave Steeb, seven-time All-star for the Blue Jays, born in Santa Ana, California. How many no-hit games did this guy lose in like the ninth inning? It was amazing. I think he finally threw one, though. Let me ask. How many no-hitters did Dave Steeb throw? Uh, known for flirting. He reached Here's a- what I found from Wikipedia. Yes, I got it. He was known for flirting with no-hitters, having reached the ninth inning with no-hits four times in five years before accomplishing the feat in 1990, throwing the first, and to date only, no-hitter in Blue Jays history. Did you get that? I just, she wouldn't shut up, so, you know. I'm going to cut her out of my rap song if she doesn't shut up. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. 1966, Tim Brown, pro and college football Hall of Fame receiver, Heisman Trophy winner in 87 for Notre Dame, nine-time pro bowler with the L.A. and Oakland Raiders, born in Dallas, Texas. 1972, Keyshawn Johnson, wide receiver, won Super Bowl in 02, was a pro bowler in the 90s and early 2000s, also works for ESPN or did. Born in Los Angeles, 1973, Mike Sweeney, baseball player. I think he played for the Royals. Uh, I remember him. And 1995, Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Cowboys. Born in Alton, Illinois. Dead people on July 22nd. 1979, we lost Tony Two-Ton Galento, heavyweight boxer and an actor. He was in On the Waterfront with Carl Malden and Marlon Brando. Dead at the age of 69. 1982, Lloyd Wayner, who I think was Little Poison, Paul being uh, Big Poison, a Hall of Fame center fielder, was an all-star in 1938, had a batting average over 300, uh, 10 seasons, played for the Pirates, died of emphysema at age 76 on this day. 2018, we lost Tony Sperano, a football coach of the Dolphins from 2008 to 11, and the Raiders in 2014, died of a heart attack. He was 56. In 2020, we lost Carlton Hasselrig, a guard was a pro bowler in the 90s for the Steelers. Also a wrestler. Had six NCAA titles for Pitt-Johnstown. Died of liver disease at 54. One wedding of note on July 22nd, uh, 2007. Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla Ali, the boxer, was 30. She married former NFL player Curtis Conway, who was 36, and Marina Del Rey, California. Who is Layla Ali married to? See if they're still together here. Mm-hmm. Here's what I found. Uh, 11 years of marriage. Good for them. Good for them. I'm right, going to take a sip, and then we'll do some Pete's tweets. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to start off with the 
the uh, story about, and I told this on the Kimmer Show the other day, Rube Waddell, the Hall of Fame pitcher. Connie Mack loved this guy. He was a weird dude. Uh, let's see. And this is according to Jerry. Jerry Kirchhofer, I think, posted this on Facebook. In the middle of games, Waddell would disappear to chase fire trucks. He would be easily distracted, so opposing fans would bring puppies to the game, and Waddell would run over to play with them instead of paying attention to what he was supposed to be doing. Uh uh, according to 1903, baseball historian and sports writer Lee Allen wrote that Waddell was sleeping in a firehouse in Camden, New Jersey, and ended that season tending bar in a saloon in Wheeling, West Virginia. In between, he won 22 games for the Philadelphia Athletics. He also toured the nation in a melodrama called The Stain of Guilt. He courted, married, and became separated from May Wynn Skinner of Lynn, Massachusetts, saved a woman from drowning, accidentally shot a friend through the hand, and was bitten by a lion in one year. Uh, he was incapable of memorizing his lines for his part in the play, so he was allowed to improvise his lines in every show, and the play went on to critical acclaim. In 1905, Waddell shared a room with catcher Ozzie Schreckenghost, who refused to continue sharing the room unless there was a clause in Waddell's contract that forbade him from eating crackers in bed. That must be where the, that saying came from. It should be noted that it was common for players to share the same bed in hotel rooms while on the road. That same year, he missed the World Series after injuring his shoulder while trying to destroy a straw hat. He went on to win the Triple Crown in pitching. If the Cy Young Award had existed during his time, Waddell would have won it over Cy Young himself. Unfortunately, Rube Waddell died of tuberculosis at the age of 37, April Fool's Day, 1914. Remember, before penicillin, uh, TB took a lot of people. Baseball card of the day yesterday, since the Braves were playing the Brewers, I pulled out an old Seattle Pilots, because they were the Brewers for one year before they moved to Milwaukee. Uh, the Jim Bouton Pilots. Phil Roof, catcher. And I posted, he looks like, First of all, he looked like my um, step-uncle at the time. My aunt had married this this Yankee from Pennsylvania who was a complete tool. Although at times he could be. He took his camping, so I can't complain. But this guy, Phil Roof, looked just like him. And his name was Phil, too. And Phil looks like a fed. You know all those feds that dress in the blue uh, golf shirts and the khakis and pretend they're white supremacists, but they're really feds? That's what he looks like. He looks like a narc. And several people go, this guy looks like a narc. And guess what? I forget who told me later on Facebook, and I apologize for forgetting who sent this, that Phil Roof was a direct descendant of, um, oh God, what was his name? Elliot Ness of the Untouchables fame of FBI. Elliot Ness. Kind of looks like him too. They put pictures up of him. Uh, today's baseball card is a 1974 Milwaukee Brewers uh, signature card where they got a bunch of uh, signatures on here and here's some of the players on the 74 brewers not a bad team steve barber who was mentioned in ball four ken barry decent outfitter uh, jim colborne was a good pitcher dale crandall was the manager let's see who else we got on this team dave may who was traded for hank aaron don money good third baseman daryl porter Catcher, who later became a World Series winner with the Cardinals, one that was MVP of the series. Uh, George Scott. I think this is the former Red Sox George Scott from uh, either Greenwood or Greenville, Mississippi. One of my favorite baseball cards. Also, who is Gorman Thomas, John Vukovic, and Clyde Wright. All very good players. And tomorrow, for Sunday, it's going to be manager George Bamberger who managed the uh, Brewers back in the day, 1986, 87, somewhere around there. I'm looking at some of the, oh, wow, be careful with this guy's name. One of his pitchers was named Brian Clutterbuck. Uh, another pitcher was Jaime Kokenauer. As Cecil Cooper was on, what, a DH first baseman, Cecil Cooper could hit. He, he, he was kind of like a Fred McGriff type. Uh, Rob Deere was on that team. Jim Gantner at second base. Teddy Higuera was a reliever. Who else we got on it? Rick Manning, Chris Bazio, Glenn Braggs, Rick Cerrone, Paul Molitor, Hall of Famer, Charlie Moore, uh, Ben Ogilvie, 
very good hitting outfitter, Dan Plesak, who's he was a good uh, closer, but God, he's the worst. He's worse than McCarver. I, I never thought I could say that. Dan Plesak is is worse than McCarver. Part of the reason MLB Network doesn't gain as much traction as it should is Dan Plesak. Uh, let's see who else they had on that team. B.J. Surleyhoff, as people used to call him, who played for the Braves. Not a happy man. Del Svame, Gorman Thomas, Bill Wegman, and Hall of Famer Robin Yount. It's a pretty good team right there. Lane Kiffin posted this on Twitter. Having a daughter is like having a broke best friend who thinks you're rich. And Lane said, try having two of them. What else we got here? All right. Uh Tennessee, you need to just settle down. Settle down, Tennessee fans. Greg McElroy, the uh, SEC ESPN pundit, former Bama quarterback, says people are just getting a little ahead of themselves. Tennessee is going to be really good this year probably, but they're still probably a year or two away. So everybody needs to simmer down, including Coach Josh Heupel, who has decided to take on Texas by saying – there's only one real UT and one right shade of orange. Now, I'll give him this. Tennessee's orange is a much better orange than that burnt, discolored, faded orange thing that Texas has. If you read my books, The Totally Biased Guide to Southern College Football, and a new edition is coming out in the next month, um, or the I Love Texas, I Hate Oklahoma book. I think they're both still up on Amazon. Um there's a reason Texas has that horrible orange color. And it has to do with the fact that the woman who washed their uniforms back in the day, uh, like washed them too much and they faded a little bit, but then the team liked them or something. But anyway, but I will say that I think Clemson has the best orange, really bright. And then Tennessee and then Texas is way behind on that. Sorry, Longhorn fans. Uh, what else we got here? No, it's not sports. That's not sports. All right, here's a uh, little bit about Matt Olson. Since June 15th, he leads the National League in these categories. OPS, 1.224. Home runs with 14. RBI with 35. Hard hit percentage, 58.8%. Total bases, 87. Matt Olson. You know, there's all the talk about Ronald Cunha Jr. being the MVP. Maybe. Uh, by the way, if you're not doing anything next Friday, the Braves during the season have summer concert. They're free. Uh, let's see, country music at the Georgia Power Pavilion stage. Uh, they start at 6 p.m. Free concerts if you go into the Braves game. And this Friday, you probably don't want to miss this one. This woman has been on my radar for years. She was in the science fiction cult classic, and it was a good show for three years on Netflix. You can look it up. It starred, it's Canadian. It starred the guy from Will and Grace. The guy who played Will. And it's a science fiction, time traveling, and it's really good. And they wrap it up. It's three seasons, and they wrap it up. It's very, very well written and very well done. This young lady, her name is Mackenzie Porter. That was when I first saw her. She was one of their people on the show. Beautiful, talented actress, just drop dead cute. And. After the show ended, she uh, announced that she was going to become a country singer. She was singing the whole time. She was going to concentrate on her country music. She had a pretty good acting career going, but she was going to put that aside and concentrate on country music. That takes courage. You already have a successful career, and you're going to ditch it to try your love. And her love is country music. She has taken off. She's Canadian. She's won all kinds of awards. She's open for all kinds of people. I think Blake Shelton and several people. She's had a number one hit. Uh, duet, and she can sing, and she's just drop-dead gorgeous. Her name is Mackenzie Porter. She, she should be paying me for this advertisement, and I'm not telling you, you will not be disappointed. Look her up. She is just talented as can be. Uh, David O'Brien tweets, the Braves are our major's best 35-20 and 20 against teams with winning records. They improved to 9-1 against NL Central teams with last night's win. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are going to bring back those iconic red helmets of uh, the, the Steve Bartkowski, Jeff Van Note, William Andrews, Lynn Kane days. Oh, please. Greg Brezina. I love those old red uh, helmets. It's got, it's got the black falcon 
with the white outline. It's got the red helmet with a black and white stripe down the middle of it, the top of it. And Pro Football Hall of Fame says, in honor of the Falcons bringing back their old school red helmets this season. And they said, what's the first name that comes to mind? To me, it's William Andrews. It's Jeff Van Note. It's the guys I just told you, Bart, uh, the uh, Alfred Jenkins, you know, the guys, uh, I was just so many, Jim Cannonball Butler, guys of my youth, my youth. Jeff Hollinger, by the way, posted a uh, Facebook photo of a 1971 game at Atlanta County Stadium, whatever they called it, uh, of uh, Fran Tarkenton coming back with the New York Giants and winning here at, in front of his Georgia home fans. And, uh, they, and it was uh, him hugging uh, Alex Webster, I think, was the, the head coach of the Giants, 1971. And I remembered, oh, my God, we were at that game, my dad and I. He had season tickets. And afterwards, it was a nice day. And we're driving back down Ponce to go home. Because we used to park at the Archive Center. You remember across the highway there? And we'd walk over to the stadium. It would park underground at the Archive Center. He had some government pass that we could do that. And the Archive Center has been blown up. It was blown up. And Ant-Man, number one, the first Ant-Man movie, that was the the um, laboratory that they blew up at the end of the movie. But anyway... The archive building. Um, was, oh, so we're driving back down Ponce. My dad's driving. My dad was a very, he was an electrical engineer. You know, he was, you know, Mr. Solid. Solid guy. Didn't raise his voice. Very logical. We're driving down the road. And windows down because it was a nice day. And there's two New York Giants fans in the convertible next to us. Just screaming, go Giants, Giants, go Giants, go New York, go New York. And we pulled up next to them at a stoplight on Ponce. And I couldn't take anymore. So I, I'm 10 years old. I was real quiet, bookworm, real quiet. I turned around, leaned out the window, and says, Go back to your home, you damn Yankees. <laughs> and I thought my dad was going to shit his pants. <laughs> he goes, Don't do that. And, and both the New Yorker guys, they were so shocked that this 10-year-old kid was yelling at them to go home. They just stopped and looked, and they shut up. And, and as soon as the light changed, Dad just, he was looking straight ahead. You know, he's gripping the wheel with both hands. And we pulled away, and we pulled ahead of him. And Dad, Dad had a lead foot, by the way. He took off, and he goes, don't ever do that again. That was so embarrassing. And then I think he chuckled. Because it shocked him that it was me who did it. My younger brother, he could—he was more outgoing than me. No problem. But me, it was kind of a shock that I did that at age 10. Because I really didn't come out of my shell till I was like 16, 17. Probably 17. But anyway, um, you wouldn't know it. But uh, anyway, just yelling at me, damn Yankees, go home. <laughs> I think he got laughed at it later on. But uh, at the time, he was mortified. Just mortified that I had done that. Anyway, so thanks, Jeff, for the um, for the reminder. By the way, Tim Brando, looking at that uh, photo of the red helmet, his first uh, name was Steve Barkowski. Steve Barkowski, if he hadn't injured his knees, would be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you could say the same about uh, who that Carson Palmer guy, who the Pittsburgh Steeler intentionally took his knee out in that playoff game. And he came back, but he wasn't the same player afterwards. What else we got here? All right. Connor O'Gara of uh, Saturday Down South. Georgia is the media pick to win the SEC for the first time since 2004. Also, the last three times that Alabama was not picked to win the SEC was 2009, 2012, and 2015. Gee, what happened during those years? Uh, Bama won the SEC and national title those years. Just saying. If they can figure out who their quarterback is, they're stacked. And Georgia has to figure out their quarterback, too. By the way, uh, up until, I think, sometime in August, Krispy Kreme has come out with M&M donuts where you can sprinkle them on top or you can put them inside like the jelly cream filling. They're called Candy Surprise Chocolate Iced Topped Buttercream Filled. And it's M&M's in there. By the way, for breakfast this morning, this is my breakfast I had this morning because I need to go to the store. I need to go get my air fryer at the. I, I gotta wrap this up and go get my air fryer uh, at the post office. Um, what the hell was I talking about? 
Oh, my breakfast was Mexican-style corn rice, which is actually not bad, and uh, a bag of peanut M&Ms as I, I rewatched the Braves replay this morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark Bowman about Max Freed allowed six hits, two home runs, three earned runs, and three and one-third innings pitched on 65 pitches last night for Gwinnett. He'll likely make another rehab start before being activated. I hope so. Because that was that was bad. <laughs> uh, still just a rehab start. All right, it's time for the quotes. I know you've been waiting for this. First baseball quote. Stan Kovaleski, great pitcher, maybe in the Hall of Fame, I think. It's tomorrow that counts, so you worry all the time. It never ends. Lord, baseball is a worrying thing. Ah. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, the most successful pitching debut in history, in, when this was published in the 1970s, was recorded by Walter Johnson. In his first four days in the majors, the Senators' big train pitched all three games of a series against the Yankees and shut them out each time, allowing a total of only 12 hits. Holy cow. Uh, uh, okay, one more baseball quote. Ted Turner, talking about agents. Remember that he had a fight with Bucky Woy, uh, the agent for Bob Horner, on and off for years. He hated agents. Ted did. When they smile, blood drips off their teeth. <laughs> anyway, Ted, of course, being the Braves owner back in the day. I wish, well, no, no, the, the Braves ownership now, they've split off from Liberty Media, and Liberty Media has the last few years been spending the money. So you can't, no one can complain about the Braves ownership right now, or for the last few years, frankly. Uh, what do we got here? Today in baseball history, July 22nd, 1923, at Cleveland's Dunn Field, once again, Walter Johnson fanned the tribe's Stan Kovaleski. Isn't that weird? We just mentioned both of those guys named, and they're uh, talk about synchronicity. It doesn't mean anything, but it's weird. Uh, he struck out Stan Kovaleski to become the first pitcher in Major League history to get 3,000 batters to strike out. That record remains unmatched until 1974 when Cardinals right-hander Bob Gibson whiffs Reds leadoff hitter Cesar Geronimo to reach the plateau at Bush Stadium. 1926 at Long Island's Mitchell Field, with the media well represented, Babe Ruth, wearing an Army uniform, catches the last of seven baseballs, traveling 100 miles per hour from a height of about 250 to 300 feet off the ground, dropped from a plane piloted by Captain Harold McClellan. Uh, the publicity stunt was to bring attention to the United States Army Air Corps, or USAC, USAC, MISAC, and the Citizens Military Training Camp. Could have killed him. That was a stupid thing. 1954, in the ninth inning, Yankee skipper Casey Stingle shifts center fielder Mickey Mantle to shortstop to replace the weak-hitting Willie Miranda, moving Irv Noren to center to take mixed place with pinch hitter Hank Bauer staying in the game in right. The move proves unnecessary when the Commerce Comet hit a walk-off homer in the bottom of the 10th, giving the Bronx Bombers a 4-3 win over the White Sox. 1962, during a twin bill with the Reds at Crosley Field, the Mets managed to have four runners thrown out trying to score at home plate. <laughs> the new National League expansion team loses both games en route to losing 120 that year, which I think is still the record, isn't it? Something like that. Hmm. They were thinking the A's may pass it. I wonder how the A's are doing. Uh, 1966. The Mets left fielder learns he is a new dad when the Dodgers Stadium scoreboard relays the message, Congratulations, Ron Swoboda. Ron Swoboda. Your new son is born tomorrow morning. Cecilia Swoboda gave birth to Chipper, the couple's first child, at 12.02 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, making it literally the next day on the West Coast. How cool is that? Of course, naming him Chipper, probably not the best thing. 1966, the uh, same day, Lou Burdett tossed the final two innings of a scoreless ball in relief, earned his 200th career victory. The Angels scored two in the top of the ninth in a win at Yankee Stadium. The veteran right-hander, a one-time Bronx bomber, traded to Boston for Johnny Sane, uh, is best remembered for winning three games for the Milwaukee Braves against his former team, the Yankees, in the 1957 World Series. 
1967, the Braves used five pitchers in the same inning, establishing the major league mark for the number of hurlers in one frame. Ken Johnson, Ramon Hernandez, Claude Raymond, Dick Kelly, and Cecil Upshaw, the best of the bunch, Submariner, uh, all faced batters in the ninth inning of a loss to St. Louis and 13 innings at Bush. 1968, after grounding out to the first base assisted, sorry, after grounding out to first base unassisted in the seventh inning of the Yankees' loss to the Red Sox, Mickey Mantle's lifetime batting average fell and stayed below 300 at .29946. The future Hall of Famer finishes an 18-year tenure in major leagues with a .298 batting average. Laments that his greatest regret in baseball was not ending his career batting over 300. 1969. The All-Star Game for the first time is rained out. It was too soggy at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. Hmm. It disappointed uh, President Nixon. He had planned to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. But now he can go greet the Apollo 11 crew who uh, splashed down in the Pacific Ocean after their historic trip to the moon. 1984, the Yankees retire Roger Maris's number 9 and Elston Howard's number 32 uniform numbers. They also erect plaques, and it was some erection, to pay tribute to their achievements as Yankees. Uh, 1986, due to a series of maneuvers by Mets manager Davey Johnson, and the late-game ejections of Daryl Strawberry, Ray Knight, and Kevin Mitchell, uh, excuse me, the team runs out of position players. The lack of regulars makes for some interesting moves. Catcher Gary Carter plays third. Right-handed reliever Roger McDowell, former Braves uh, pitching coach, plays left field. Jesse Orozco pitches to lefties. And Orozco plays right field when McDonald comes in to face the right-handers. Mookie Wilson moved from the corner to corner as needed, back and forth, left to right. Uh, Ray Knight and Kevin Mitchell uh, were thrown out of the game from a bench-clearing brawl precipitated by Knight when he decks pinch hitter Eric Davis at third base. (laughs) 1993, giving up four in the bottom of the ninth at Three Rivers, the Braves lose to the Pirates 8-7 and fall 10 games behind the division-leading Giants. At the time, we thought it was over. In a remarkable turnaround, Atlanta posts a 54-19 record after the All-Star break. Thank you, Fred McGriff. Finished with 104 victories and won the National League West historic race, the last great pennant race by one game, last day of the season. In fact, I think uh, uh, the Giants were losing, I think, to the Dodgers. Was that the one where Joe Morgan popped up to end his career or something? Anyway, but my family, we were driving to Mississippi for something, funeral or something, and we stopped in Oxford, Anniston, there is a, a Shoney's Big Boy we like to stop at there. And we pulled over because the game was ending and we all went inside and the, the TV, I never saw a TV on in a Shoney's in my life. They had the game on. Everybody was standing in the Shoney's Big Boy in Anniston or Oxford, Alabama, which is a nice little town, by the way, a nice little complex. Uh, by the highway, there's a baseball complex you can see. Everybody in that whole Shoney's Big Boy was standing there watching and, and the, everyone just erupted when the Braves won or the Giants lost. I forget what, we were watching one of the games and I remember Paul pal back into the cars and took off and everybody was very happy. Anyway, let's see what else we got here. Unfortunately, they would go on to lose to the Phillies. They were so tuckered out. Kind of like last year, they had fought all year. They were too tired for the postseason. 1995, a frail Mickey battle bid the fans a farewell and a recorded message on the Bronx Ballpark's Jumbotron. Jumbotron. On the day the Yankees celebrate Babe Ruth's 100th birthday, part of the Old Timers Day, uh, the diminished former superstar Mantle will succumb to liver cancer 22 days later. He told the crowd, quote, I feel like Phil Rizzuto in Babe Ruth's uniform, end quote. He'd lost that much weight. 1997, Greg Maddox threw a complete game with just 76 pitches. 2002, over 20,000 Red Sox fans gather at Fenway for a tribute entitled Ted Williams, a celebration of an American hero. A two-hour salute. Some say the greatest hitter in baseball history. Had over 500 home runs, and he missed like five prime years in two wars, World War II and Korea. A generous supporter of the Jimmy Fund. A lot of people were there. He was a, a fighter jet pilot in Korea. Crash landed a plane once, got out and walked away from it. 
2005, Nationals outfitter Jose Guillen, armed with a measuring tape and the help of a few teammates, finds inaccuracies when he checks the distance from home plate to the fences at RFK Stadium. Due to the findings, the club had brought in a a surveyor earlier in the day, moving the green pads with the 380 markings closer to the respective foul lines to be more accurate. 2007, Tulsa Drillers first base. This is sad news. Tulsa Drillers first base coach Mike Coolbaugh instantly dies when struck in the head by a line drive in the top of the ninth inning at Dickey Stevens Field in North Little Rock, Arkansas, home of the Arkansas Travelers. The 35-year-old dad who leaves behind a pregnant wife and two small sons became the second on-the-field fatality in pro baseball history. In 1920, Indian shortstop Ray Chapman died after being struck in the head with a fastball thrown by Yankees right-hander Carl Mays. Now, I'm trying to think. Mike Coolbaugh, he was either struck by the foul ball in the temple or in the side of the neck. And at that time, I didn't know you could die from being struck on the side of the neck. But it was either the temple or the neck, and it got him and it killed him instantly. 2012, Ron Santo, who died at the end of 2010, two years before, disappointed about not being selected for Cooperstown, is inducted posthumously into the hall. What a shame. Uh, In tribute to the former third baseman of the Cubbies and beloved broadcaster, the Cubs click their heels when they jump over the third base line, taking the field in St. Louis, invoking the memory of the infielder's signature move after a victory. He did it in 1969 after the Cubs had beaten Tom Seaver in the Mets. And uh, he did it. 2012, Barry Larkin, 19-year career with the Reds, inducted into the Hall of Fame. 12-time All-Star shortstop, lifetime 295 hitter, won the Gold Glove three times, nine-time Silver Slugger Award winner. 2019 at Minute Maid Park, the Astros wore caps featuring their official emblem of the historic NASA mission, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11 landing on the moon. Uh, Fans could uh, take a photo with a statue of Neil Armstrong's spacesuit. Woohoo! And they had an orbit moon landing bobblehead. Wow. Thanks to Saturday Down South, ESPN on this day, National Pastime, and everybody else who helped me out. Uh, 6A, the fan, Ben Ingram with their the play call there. Hope they don't mind me using that. I called Flounder. I said, can I use this? And he goes, oh, sure, why not? You can, you can do anything once. <laughs> Probably get a lecture when I get in Monday. But anyway, hey, we're part of the family now, right? I don't think they claim us, but we're, we're part of the family. Uh, what else we got here? Oh. Oh, yeah, we're going to do uh, Twitter. See if I missed anything. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, not seeing. Uh, what the heck? Oh, no. That poor guy uh, racing the freeze the other day, he had it won. And he started to stumble and he tried to, to leap and he failed miserably. It's become a meme now. To me, it reminded me of Luke Skywalker and, and that. The first Star Wars where he's riding that desert skimmer and it's hovering above the ground. That's what the guy looks like. He literally looks like he's trying to fly over it. And Bally Sports Braves has taken that meme of him trying to fly past the freeze and put it to the Avengers Endgame scene where they're all uh, Avengers assemble and all running toward Thanos. (laughs) And they've got the freeze and him flying in the front of it. That is pretty funny. That's the winner. Uh, let's see. Uh, did you see Bryce Harper, first baseman, caught a foul ball and tumbled over the fence into the dugout or something? Um, unbelievable play. Unbelievable play. No, 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 no. Not seeing anything else. Jumping out. And at first, no, no, no. All right, let's go to, uh, everybody likes that picture I, picture I put on earlier of the lady behind the brewers. I'm, I'm telling you, it's very interesting. Uh, ESPN, that's what I was going to look at. See if a headline jumps out. See if he's leading at the British Open. Ah, oh, they're not saying. Uh, another bicyclist die in a crash in Austria. That's like two in the last month or two. Ah, oh, that's it. All right, uh, everybody, have a great rest, rest of the weekend, and um, I'll let you know about this air fryer when I pick it up later today. 
my luck, I'll pick it up and then go to the grocery store and someone will steal it from my car while, it's, while I'm in the grocery store. That will not happen, knock on wood. Everybody, great west, rest of, why do you keep saying west? Great rest of the weekend, or, or as they say in Tokyo, great west of the weekend. I love Japan. Don't at me. And uh, drink up, Shriners. And I mean that from the cockles of my heart. Seriously, check out that chick behind the brewer's home. It's amazing.